Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Today, I'm excited to share with you my good friend Trevor Turnbull from here in Vancouver. And Trevor is a master at LinkedIn marketing for online businesses. And uh, many of you guys know that follow my YouTube channel, my podcast, is that I've been wanting to bring to you guys um, different authorities in the online marketing, online business space. And Trevor's built a very successful online business. Uh, He teaches and trains people to generate leads and to generate sales through LinkedIn. And he's got a really great story that he's going to share with you guys today for anyone that's interested in building their business, whether you're just getting started from scratch and you're looking for the you know different um, avenues and different paths that can lead you to that financial freedom. Or if you already have a business, whether that's selling on Amazon or publishing on Amazon or information products or Uh, some sort of service that you might provide or affiliate marketing, uh, what Trevor's going to share with you guys today, I think, can provide a lot of value for you. So thanks for taking the time today, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's uh, been too long. It's funny, you know, Stefan, you mentioned we're here in Vancouver, and we hardly ever see each other. We're both, you know, not... Last time we saw each other was at the Traffic and Conversion Center in San Diego. So we run into each other in San Diego, but it's tougher, yeah. (laughs) But hey, that's life, right? Here we are now, and obviously we'll see more of each other over the coming months. For sure, for sure. Well, um, I'm excited for this. Do you want to maybe first share with people a little bit about yourself and how you got started to online marketing and business? Sure. So do we want the Coles Notes version or the extended version? (laughs) We got time. Yeah. Yeah, So I'll I'll keep it condensed, but try and give you guys as much detail as possible. I think, you know, my entrepreneur's journey really started in like 2000 and... I guess 2003. I have a marketing degree, right. um, so went to university. Wow. Didn't really do anything with it. You know, <laughs> went straight into a sales job after that. But I knew pretty quickly, uh, even in university, that I really had an entrepreneurial bug inside of me. Right. Those were the classes I enjoyed the most. Um, but I just I got into sales right out of university in 2003. Um, you know, business to business, primarily selling you know big signage. I was that's what I was right. in. I was in that okay. business. And that lasted about three years, and I just kind of got sick of working for other people and taking direction. And this was pre-social media, so it was, you know, I was learning, yeah, it was yellow pages, making phone calls, cold calling, that type of thing, yeah. So I've learned the traditional way of doing sales and marketing, and, you know, it was successful back then, but 
as soon as I started to kind of get wind of um, the online world, which honestly, it was uh, a good friend of mine who you know as well, Michael Askey. He's uh, kind of the one that sparked the, you know, interest in this whole digital world, right? Yeah. And it started with websites. Yeah. So in 2005, 2006, he was like, you know, hey, man, you got to start learning how to use the, the internet and your computer. This is yeah. going to be big. And I was like, okay, well, and I started reading books, the Tim Ferriss, you know, four-hour work week and yeah. the E-Miss and that type yeah. of thing. And, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it and quit my job. Mike and I started a website development company in 2006-07, which was very difficult at the time because WordPress was not that interesting. Back in the day when creating a website was a lot of work, right? Totally, yeah. Like, you couldn't do it yourself, really. Like, you had to almost have a developer. HTML and all that. A lot of, yeah, a lot of coding stuff. And I didn't have any experience in that, you know, or design or anything like that. I had zero experience. Uh, But did okay with that. We built up our business to about 40 clients and then eventually sold that business. And then I went to work for a digital agency in my hometown, which is in Saskatoon, Mm -hmm. back in Saskatchewan. And that was an eye-opener because I got to work with some big brands doing that. So some you know, multinational brands um, as well as with some sports teams, which I've got a background of playing hockey and a lot of sports, just a sports fan in general. And I started working with a client of ours at the time, which was the Calgary Stampeders. So it's a Canadian Football League yeah. team. And that kind of you know, got me thinking like, geez, this is pretty cool. I'm doing digital marketing website stuff, I'm working with a sports team, like I'm starting to find something I really like here. And this was like 2007, end of 2007, 2008, when social media was starting to become a thing, right? So like I joined LinkedIn 2007, uh, Twitter I think 2008, Facebook was right around then too. And their executives that I was working with were asking me, they were like, what is this Facebook thing? What do we need to do here, you know? And I was like, oh, I can teach you guys that. I had no clue, right? But I just taught myself. I just dove in and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. So I started doing some trainings with them and stuff. And um, it just led to a passion for me where I was like, this social media side of of business and how you use it to build relationships uh, is what I'm going to do. And I literally, I just like, I quit that job, the history of that. And I started doing um, consulting around around this exact thing. And I really just, uh, you know, I actually reconnected with Mike again because we had kind of gone our different ways at the time. And I said, uh, I want to do social media and I want to do it in the sports industry. So why don't we do a road trip? And I had some contacts in sports at the time. So we went out east. We launched a website because, of course, we knew how to do that. And we called it Sport Fan Connect. And it was just two dudes on the road going to hockey games and baseball games and football games and stuff, um, leveraging contacts and documenting what was going on in social media in the sports industry. So I used that to connect with the people I wanted to meet too. So like I would reach out to sports, uh, you know, business consultants using Twitter and LinkedIn, of course. And it just literally shocked me. I was this kid... Yeah, I wasn't a kid at the time. I guess it was still, you know, in my mid-30s but, or early 30s. But I started reaching out using these tools, and I was hearing back from them. Like, one of the people was um, uh, Kathleen Hessert was her name. She is a, uh, a speech coach. She works with a lot of professional athletes. She's actually best known as the first women or woman commentator for NASCAR. She did this in the 70s, which was like a pioneer in the media industry, right? But anyway, she is best known for getting Shaquille O'Neal on Twitter. Okay, wow. So, and Shaq, as you may know, 
was like the first major sports or celebrity to hit a million followers on Twitter, right? So I reached out to her actually on Twitter um, and said, hey, would you co-host a webinar with me? I want to talk about sports and social media. I'd love to get your expert opinion. I heard back in like 20 minutes. She's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do, you know? And I had no idea how to actually do it, but I figured it out, you know? Wow, so social media has changed the game in so yeah. many ways. Like if you look at the internet, online marketing back in the day, you know, it was just, you know, you just create content on a website and then there's search engines yeah. and some pay-per-click advertising. But now there's social media. There's so many different mediums so many. of marketing. And I think LinkedIn, you know, well, just most social media in general, I'm still blown away how many businesses still haven't adapted mm. and they still have no strategy um, around using a lot of these platforms. And I think yep. LinkedIn is something that is so underutilized by a lot of people because they just don't understand how they could use it yeah. uh, to, to generate leads and their online presence and build authority and whatnot. So yep. why did you decide that you really wanted to go deep with LinkedIn and master that and then help other people with that one? Yeah. So at that time, I was obviously using, I was using Twitter primarily when I first started going into this because I found it to be a really great connection tool. But LinkedIn, I found to be the best place to go and actually uh, source the kind of people I wanted to connect with. So it was really the professional social network, right? People were filling their information in already. In my case at the time, I wanted to connect with executives that worked in sports. So I wanted to connect with the president of the Orlando Magic when I was going to Orlando and the director of sales when I was going to Tampa Bay or to Washington, D.C. or whatever, you know? And LinkedIn was the place to easily find that because people put their information on there. They, they willingly fill yeah. it out, right? Yeah. And then from there, it, it was all about figuring out how to use it in an engaging way to actually uh, generate conversations, build relationships, um, get referrals and introductions. And, you know, for me, this was like 2009 or so when I really kind of uh, started to see that LinkedIn was going to be the big thing, uh, for me anyways. And I actually, this is a funny story, I don't think I've ever told this before, but I actually registered a domain called LinkedIn Influence at the time. Right. Because I was like, I'm going to create a training on this. Cool. And I just never got around to it. I kind of procrastinated on it. And uh, I was running in the same circles with a guy by the name of Lewis Howes, which you know as well, and some people watching might know too. So Lewis and I were both kind of doing the sports and social media thing. And I registered this domain, so we kind of knew of each other, but we didn't know each other. And at the time, him and Sean Malarkey, who ended up partnering together, uh, they said, hey, we should create a LinkedIn program. And they wanted to call it LinkedInfluence, just ironically, right? So he did a search to see who owned the domain. I happened to own the domain. He reached out, said, hey, would you sell it? I said, nah, I don't really want to sell it. But I said, I'll give it to you if we can work together because I yeah. wanted to do more stuff and he had really built up a, a yeah. solid presence with his sports networker site. So yeah, that was kind of it. I gave him that domain. He launched the course originally. I ran Sports Networker, his sports recruiting website for like three years, yeah. which allowed me to do hundreds of webinars with students and, and uh, uh, sports executives, people that wanted to work in sports, which was a passion of mine. So just an amazingly great experience and obviously Lewis and I built a good relationship over time and uh, it kind of came full circle when Lewis went off and did his School of Greatness podcast really committed all of his time into that somebody had to come back in and take over LinkedIn Influence and redo all the training and become the face so it was just natural that I kind of came right back around and 
now all of a sudden I, I, awesome. I was the guy that was creating this stuff, you know? Yeah. So. so for someone that's watching this right now and, uh, you know, maybe they already have a business, how can, how can LinkedIn help them to generate leads or more sales or help them grow their business? What are the main benefits and ways that someone can use it as a tool for their business? Yeah. So it's evolved a lot over the years, obviously. Um, but there's a reason why I actually launched another program. LinkedIn Influence right now is really primarily for the job seeker, right. um, the person from a personal branding standpoint. It's kind of a one-on-one what to yeah. do with LinkedIn. And it's really great for that, too. So like anybody that's looking for a job or... Yeah. doesn't even know where to start. It's, it's a lot of times it's a great place to start. But I created a program called 30 Day Sales Machine uh, two years ago that was specifically about generating leads on LinkedIn. So turning cold leads into warm prospects and more clients uh, for your business. And I did that because I saw that there was a different method that you have to go about using LinkedIn as opposed to what a job seeker would do, right? But it comes down to some basic principles, and we can dive uh, deep into this, or we can save it for another time or whatever. But, you know, I think the, the starting points and the, and the place where people really need to consider first is, is their LinkedIn profile. A lot of times a LinkedIn profile gets looked at as like an online resume, and yeah, it's literally just a place sure. to dump your experience. And that's a big mistake because when you think about core marketing principles, one of the things that you have to address is like, what is the pain point of my audience? Yeah. How do I solve that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have to do the same thing with your LinkedIn profile. Sure. And that's about the most simply, uh, simple way I can explain yeah. it is yeah. like, if you solve a certain problem, or want to even for that matter, <laughs> and, uh, and you can address those things, your profile should really speak to that person. And that will make them compelled to want to look a little bit more or, or connect. Because even if you reach out to people, they're going to look at your profile. And then that, that can play a huge role in the relationship you build or yeah. them wanting to learn more about you or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, it's step one, right? Like I, I talk about uh, a very simplified buyer's journey of you know, awareness, uh, a consideration, where they're considering you as an option, evaluation, evaluating you against your competition, ideally becoming a customer and then an advocate, right? Mm -hmm. So five-step, really simple, mm -hmm. starts with awareness. Yeah. So if you're building awareness to get yourself in front of the right people that might do business from you or buy your books or buy your services or yeah. your products, they have to know within three seconds why they want to read more. So right. that's why your LinkedIn profile is just, it's so critical to have those yeah. little tiny yeah. little tweaks uh, to make somebody compelled to want to look a little, dig a little bit deeper. For sure, for sure. And I think anyone that's watching this right now, I think that would be really the first step, that if you don't already have a LinkedIn profile, then make sure that you set one up because, you know, a lot of people, you know, everyone has their own personal brand. A lot of people don't realize it, you know, because there's a lot of people, you know, whether you're trying to get a job or get recruited for maybe a higher level job or attract people to you in your business, a lot of people are going to look up your name and your LinkedIn. And that's yeah. often one of the top results that shows up when someone goes into Google. So I think making sure that it's professional and it's set up the right way. And I know you've got a training for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I can give you, I'll give you access to that too. And then we yeah. got a link for so, everybody. So we'll, we'll link to a free training that he put, put together. Is it basically showing them how to optimize and set it up? Yeah, I actually put a lot of time into this. It's completely free too. It's called uh, Seven Steps to Create an Irresistible LinkedIn Profile to Attract Your Ideal Client. So it goes into seven steps of a video, and they're all really short videos. A uh, bunch of cheat sheets in there too, where I show some examples of background photos and headlines so you can kind of 
mirror them, you know, like look and see what other people that do yeah. what you do are saying. Because that's one of the hardest parts a lot of times is the, the creative, the writing and the design, you know. So I've made it pretty easy because you can just kind of model what's some of our members are doing, right? That's awesome. Cool. So if you guys want to check that out, I'll link to it in the description of this video. But if you're listening on the podcast right now, then go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash LinkedIn profile. Okay. www.projectlifemastery.com slash LinkedIn profile. Okay. So once someone, let's say, has set that up and... So you're, you're saying that whatever niche or market that that person's in, understand the, the problems mm-hmm. that your product, your product or service solves, yep. and then making sure that you optimize or profile for that first. Yep. And then once you've done that, you know, how, how else would you use LinkedIn to, to reach out to people or generate leads or sales? Yeah, yeah. So I talk about a seven-step process, and I know we're going to do a webinar together, and we'll give everybody the link on that too, but... Um, once you've established that foundation, that base of really clearly communicating what you do, the next step is for you to be proactive to actually go out and find the people that you want to work with mm-hmm. and being very laser focused with it too. So one of the things that I a lot of times hear, and this is all comes down to targeting and using the advanced search on LinkedIn, is people will say if they're a consultant and you say, well, who do you work with? Well, I work with everybody. You know, where are they located? Oh, all over the world. I'm a digital marketer. You know, I do, I do social media for people, whatever it might be. Uh, that's a mistake when it comes to using LinkedIn. You need to get specific. And I, and I don't mean that you need to say, this is all I do. Uh, I don't do anything else. But with LinkedIn, the more specific you can be, the more you can speak to the person that you're talking to, the better, right? So I use um, like people that do SEO as an example, right? You might reach out to, you might say, I do SEO for uh, medical professionals, which is fairly broad still, right? It could be dentists, could be chiropractors, could be whatever, you know, plastic surgeons. Um, And I always tell them, pick one of those, right? I specialize in helping dentists fill their, their, their client books, you know? And there's always big pushback I get on that, right? It's like, well, I don't just work with dentists. I work with chiropractors. And I'm like, it's okay. Because there's thousands of dentists on LinkedIn. And when your profile says, this is who I work with, and they see that, it instantly makes them go, oh, this guy specializes in what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times with what I teach, it's just a mental thing to just say, no, yeah. you're not telling people that you don't work with them. You're just saying, this is what I do. You know, this and and the more do. that you're targeted like to a specific demographic, the specific yeah. avatar of the dentist and your profile, when you reach out to them, it's like you're, you specialize in helping just them. Mm-hmm. That when, when someone sees that, they instantly connect with you in that way. And they're like, wow, this, because you, you've really taken a more general niche and you've niched it down even further yeah. so that it's super targeted. The more targeted it is, the better it's going to just convert and uh, be able to make that much of a difference. Yeah, totally. And then the next part of it, and there's, there's lots of pieces here, and like I said, we'll get into more detail on this when we can do some visuals with a webinar and that type of thing, but um, the next step is being proactive and actually reaching out and connecting with these people. And in some cases, playing the numbers game. Not in all cases. Sometimes you can be very laser-focused and, uh, and get good response rates. But say there is, you know, a 1,000 dentists and you're an SEO specialist. So just use that as, a, as an example. You want to reach out to every single one of them and try and connect with them, right? But with very targeted messaging, too. And I talk about this permission-based method. And again, it's such a tiny, tiny little thing. But when you're asking to connect with somebody on LinkedIn, you want to say would you be open to connecting with me on LinkedIn? You actually put it 
in their courts to make the decision instead of the tiny little tweak of like, I'd like to add you to my LinkedIn network. It's it's a psychological thing, but we've tested this thousands of times and we get way better response rates when we use that permission method. Um, And then like I say, it's a numbers game. If you send a thousand out and you're very targeted and your messaging is very targeted, you might get 30 to 60% of people that'll say, sure, yeah, I'll connect with you. Do, do you have certain templates and examples that you often show people in, in your training yeah. of exactly what you would say and how you would target, target it to them? Yeah, totally. So when, when people sign up for the webinar that we'll do here, there's actually a workbook that I have that has one, those scripts in it. Uh, and then I'll go through them in the webinar and I'll actually break it down and show people how to tweak it and use it as their own, right? Cool. So like copy-paste yeah. almost, yeah. So what we'll do is um, I'll link to the webinar below this video as well, but for those that are watching and listening, go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash LinkedIn webinar, and you guys can reg- register for that, and uh, Trevor's going to put together that webinar where he's going to go more in-depth and show the screen and details of some of the things that he's referring to uh, in this video. Yeah. So um, can that be something that you can automate as well? Like if you didn't want to you know, do the manual labor of that, that you could hire someone like a virtual assistant to yeah. contact people on your behalf? Yeah. So there's a few different ways. There's, there's tools that you can certainly use that uh, will allow you to view profiles, for example, and people can Google these things to go and find out about them. I caution you, though, that um, anytime you're using any kind of automation tool like that, uh, you run the risk of, you know, overdoing it, getting in trouble, getting locked out of your account. You don't want to be spammy or anything. And you don't want to be spammy, and I don't advocate for that, which is honestly why I don't even mention these tools like publicly what's, what they actually are, because the ones that we recommend are ones that where we work closely with the developers, and we don't even allow our members to use them until they're trained on how to use them. Because um, I just find that it's a way better way to do it, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, if they don't have the right mindset using it, then they'll you know, abuse it. Look for shortcuts. Yeah, they look for shortcuts. And you don't want to be one of those people because I I know yourself and myself, we get so many emails or messages from people and you can just tell right away. It's not personalized. It's just copy and paste. And I think that, you know, the more you can personalize it and in a way not always have to depend on a software, I think you can get better results with that. Yeah. I love this. uh, This actually just popped into my head, but Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody that I follow online and he uses that term like, uh, how do you scale your 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 mom, right, yeah. or your grandma, or whatever it is, and it relates to what we're talking about here. It's like there's certain things that you shouldn't scale, and and I am always honest and transparent with people. Like when you use LinkedIn, there's not a push button easy solution, and if you yeah. find it, don't use it. It's not going to work properly. It's going to just get you into more trouble than anything. Yeah. But we've had a lot of success with virtual assistants. We have mm-hmm. because. Once you have an idea of who you're targeting and you can script out some messages that are very relevant to no matter who you're sending them to because you've already targeted your audience, you can use a virtual assistant to do some of the manual processes of sending connection requests and monitoring responses and sending follow-ups. And we do a lot of that. I have, I think we're up to eight or nine virtual assistants that work on my team now. And we, yeah, so we do it ourselves. We offer it to our members, to our clients. Um... So you can scale this stuff, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you're best to focus on the yeah. relationship building and, and real conversations, you know? And what about um, the content side of LinkedIn? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people use LinkedIn to publish blog posts or, or create content. How, how does that kind of fit into it? 
Yeah, so I go through a seven-step process on the webinar, and the first six steps are all very direct, you know, messaging, monitoring responses, follow-ups, all that kind of stuff. Step seven is at the end of my webinar when I say, look, I just walked you through a perfect scenario where you find a person, you connect with them, they respond, you send them a message, boom, you, you got a client. That doesn't always work like that, right? So that's why I talk about being consistent, building expertise, um, raising authority through content publishing. And you can do that through publishing right on LinkedIn, which is a great place to do it because it's obviously got a built-in database of your target audience. And the more you build your first-degree network with the right people, your stuff is being seen by those people now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as you can you, you know, message those people directly and say, hey, I just wrote this article. I think you might find it interesting since you're XYZ uh, in this type of industry, you know? And sharing status updates, like it's like any platform, you know, like you can do uh, a lot of work and not get a lot of results from it too, but just being consistent and having some processes to kind of scale what you're doing. If you're writing content on a blog, sharing it on LinkedIn, sharing it as groups and stuff, it raises that level of expertise where if somebody was to go to your profile and they see your profile speaks to the pain points and then you've written an article on that topic and you're sharing uh, content that's around those things, all those things are just associations of, of expertise. It builds trust, right? So LinkedIn's a great place to do that yeah. and be consistent with it for sure. Yeah. And then how can, um, do you have any strategies on how people could use LinkedIn if, let's say, they're selling a physical product on Amazon or e-commerce store or if maybe they have they've published a book on Amazon or yeah. whatever it might be, if they wanted to attract more, more leads or more sales, um, would you recommend... I mean, are there certain ways you can target people based on that? And then would you just try to funnel that into your book or your product or to an email list? Or how would you go about that? Yeah. So, you know, a service versus a product has a different strategy a lot of times. And there's different types of products, of course, too. When you're selling a service, you're building relationships, right? You're not necessarily going direct to the points. Like if you're selling a widget, like, you know, that TV... And uh, you're, you're reaching out to condo uh, builders and you're saying, hey, you guys furnishing suites? I, I sell TVs. Mm-hmm. It's very direct to the point, right? You know that they either need it or they don't. In between that are people that sell products but don't necessarily sell a widgetized product, right? So it might be a book um, that provides education. Uh, it might be some type of physical product, like you say, like a supplement or something, right? you kind of got to take a hybrid approach where you want to make people aware of what you have to sell, but at the same time, always come from a value-first perspective, right? So again, if I refer back to that buyer's journey, awareness is always number one. So if you are selling a supplement, for example, and you want uh, trainers, for example, to get in front of this, they want them to be aware of it, right? So they can maybe recommend it to their clients. You're going to target personal trainers. And you would do that by making sure your profile speaks to what value you offer personal trainers, right? Maybe it's in the form of education as to what your product can do for them and their clients. Have content on your profile that speaks to all those things, testimonials, uh, good quality pictures, maybe a video that explains the product, right? And, And then just start viewing and inviting those people to connect and you're building awareness, right? It starts that first part, it's the awareness, right? Step two is consideration. If they don't know that you exist, your products, your services exist, how are they ever going to consider you as an option, right? And same thing for book publishers too, right? A lot of times, one of the best ways to actually offer value is to give away chapters of your book. And LinkedIn, if you think about, okay, I've wrote a book about leadership, 
And I know that I want to get this in, into the hands of every CEO in North America, right? Well, you wouldn't say, you wouldn't start with a campaign of CEOs in North America because you'd have 200,000 people yeah. or more, right? You might say, I want to target CEOs in Vancouver, yeah. right? Now you're down to 3,000 yeah. or 1,000 or whatever, right? And you start reaching out to those people and you say, hey, uh, I'm in Vancouver as well. Um, I just wrote this book. It's all about you know how to lead your team and take them into the next uh, into 2018 or whatever it is. And I thought you might be interested in it. Here's a free chapter. Mm-hmm. Not, not asking for anything, offering value, uh, yeah. driving traffic to landing pages, hopefully collecting email addresses, building awareness. Um, so that's how I would approach it from that perspective. It's kind of a hybrid between yeah. the two, yeah. right? That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been really valuable, like really eye-opening, because I think a lot of people watching yeah. just don't, like we know about LinkedIn, and most people have a profile, but they're they're not using it. It's it's so underutilized that, you know, if you take advantage of what he's sharing, and I recommend checking out the webinar as well because. It could be, you know, I'm always looking for new things I can integrate into my marketing, different strategies and whatnot. And this is just something I think could be really, really powerful that a lot of people aren't really doing. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend, guys, um, the webinar, again, that's projectlifemaster.com slash LinkedIn webinar. We'll link to that. Um, I want to ask you, um, switch gears a little bit, because I know a lot of people watching, you know, they're at the beginning stages or building their business or they're already doing well, but they want to take it further. What it, just general advice have you learned, um, yeah, like yeah. just through your journey, because you've been at this for such a long time, you've yeah. been through ups and downs. Um, what advice would you give to someone watching um, in terms of maybe motivation of what you've learned or really what it takes yeah. to succeed online? Well, I can tell you, and I know we spoke briefly about this before we hopped on camera too, but you know, I gave you kind of the Coles Notes version, even though it was a little bit longer than expected, uh, that didn't have any bumps in my story, right? But that's so far from the truth. You know, like in that 2009 uh, timeline for me, I was like 35 years old at the time. And I literally, after doing this bouncing around and, and, you know, living on friends' couches and stuff and trying to find my way and figure things out, I landed on my mom's couch for six months at the age of 35, you know? And it was really humbling. And at the same time, though, really uplifting to know that I had, you know, my mom there to support me too and say, like, go for your dreams, you know, figure it out. Now, I took four years to kind of figure it out um, from there, probably even longer, I guess, five, five, six years. What really was the big turning point for me was in the last like two years when I finally said, I know I don't want to pigeonhole myself as just a LinkedIn guy, but I realized that LinkedIn was my source to be able to establish expertise, to then be able to build trust and, and expand on what I teach. Because I, I do more than this. I do webinars, email marketing. I do all of this stuff myself. And I teach a lot of it in my course too, but my turning point was getting focused. And not worrying too much about, well, I got to keep up with this and that and this and that because it's so overwhelming. And I really feel, and you even alluded to it, you know, like 2006, 2007, this stuff didn't exist. And now it's happening so fast that I really do recommend to people, like pick something, get really good at it, um, layer on other elements. Like you still always want to be learning little bits, but don't get distracted, you know, stay focused and, and grow organically through that and i love you you know for me it's all the mastery mentality i talk about committing to mastery which is no more dabbling yeah going going deep right because a lot of people stay at the surface and they you know do a lot of different things but you've decided you know linkedin i'm going to go deep with that i'm going to become the expert i'm going to master it 
and sure enough, you built an awesome business. You've helped so many people. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, like that's the niche that you've just dominated now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the same thing goes for anyone watching this because there's so much that's out there that you can't do it all. You know, yeah. there's no humanly possible way that you can do it all. For me, there's a lot of things I'm really strong at and I'm good at. I put a lot of focus into, but there's still a lot of things that I just haven't utilized. And you don't need to know it all to be successful. Like, you could just be really good at LinkedIn mm-hmm. and just master that. And for a lot of people that built an awesome business just with that, and then they maybe add some other things as they go. So yep. I totally agree. And model other people's success too. Like, don't shy away from that. And I'll use myself as an example. We have, I bet you there's 30 people inside my program that, are, are, that labeled themselves and have built a business around being a LinkedIn expert. Because they've taken stuff that I've learned and they've learned on their own too. Like there's a lot of people inside of our program that probably know more about LinkedIn because they do it every single day, you know. But the point of that is is that just because, as Stefan said, I'm doing really well in this space and there's, there's a handful of people that I would consider, you know, direct competitors to what I'm doing per se. But there's so much room for it though too. These 30 people that are in my program, they're from all over the world, and they've tapped into their own local markets and their own niches. You know, like some of them specialize in teaching financial advisors LinkedIn. Others are accountants. Others are car dealers, you know, and they're doing really, really well. And we're kind of all growing together. So don't feel like you missed the boat if Snapchat is your passion and somebody's already built the Snapchat program. Just build on top of it. And, you know, I think that's also... um such an underutilized way of building a business and making money as well. A lot of people don't realize is that, um, like I always look like, you know, when you're learning all this online marketing and this business stuff, oftentimes people are learning it for their own business so they can sell their product or service, Mm -hmm. but they don't realize all these skills they've learned that can be a business that you can provide for a company that needs that as help. So, you know, I, I know for myself, for example, when I was starting out, I was learning all this internet marketing stuff and I wasn't really succeeding, but I remember this one person that I met, he hired, he had a canoe, uh, like rental company in Vancouver and I was just sharing with them the stuff that I was learning and he was like, Hey, I'll pay you if you can set up landing pages and you know, these things that I was learning, email marketing and setting up my social media and whatnot. And I think with LinkedIn, the skills that you gain there, that is value that you can provide to other businesses out there that need that as help. And that definitely beats having a regular nine to five job. You can make money doing that while also building whatever other business you might want to build. So I think that's another good opportunity. And we're building out a certified trainer program right now because we've seen so much need for it, you know, And, and the opportunity to help people build their own business. Like you say, you know, because let me tell you with LinkedIn, like you have not missed the boat on this platform. It's, it's huge, of course, half, half a billion people, but there's just so many people not using it properly yet. And it's evolving all the time. And there's just a lot of great opportunity for that. And uh, yeah, I hope people dive in and, and learn to love it as much as I do, because obviously it's a passion of mine. So Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for the time. And again, for those that are watching right now, uh, make sure that you register for the webinar that uh, Trevor's going to have coming up. Uh, just go to projectlifemastery.com slash LinkedIn webinar, and then you can register for that and uh go a lot deeper into some of the training that he's providing and then we'll link to that below as well as the um the linkedin profile training as well at projectlifemaster.com slash linkedin 
profile. So I want to thank you, Trevor, for taking the time today. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this video, get a lot of value from it. Uh, make sure you guys give it a thumbs up and uh, check out uh, the webinar, the training that he has. Awesome. Thanks for having thank me. You, and my friend. Please connect with me on LinkedIn as well. And thanks for everything that you do, man. I, I've, I've passed your trainings on to a lot of different people too. So give it up for Stefan in those comments there, guys. It's awesome that he's bringing you know, people like myself to come on and talk about what we do because this is what we love. So thanks for that. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.